The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Samech. Today's daf is being studied the Alunishmat of Raham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied the Tzlachat Hayale Savali Israel. La Omdi Mamnishmar Arsenu Vareloenu Megibud Lebanon Ad Levo Araba Vead Givul Misraim Bayabasha Baavir Ubayam. That the Kadosh Baruch Hu should place our enemies. Under us, and we should be victorious. And the Toshave Eris Israel, the residents of Israel specifically in the north, the Kadosh Baruch Hu should save them from any harm and damage. Shomer Israel, Shomer Sheerit Israel, Baal Yovad Israel, Israel. Amen. We begin today's daf on Nuntet Amudbet. On the bottom line, starting with the words In our last Gemara, we were discussing the issue of Dam The issue over here was that when you have the residual Dam uh, That is poured on the Yisod of the Mizbayah So we discussed, is there Mi'ila? Regarding that blood Which means if somebody would come and benefit from that blood uh, whether he would eat it or whether he would place it on his fields as fertilizer, is there me'ila or not? So the Gemara brought actually three different uh, sources from the same pasuk to tell us that there is no me'ila by the dam. And the Gemara's last proof was that there's no me'ila not only after. The mitzvah is done, meaning after kapara is, uh, is, uh, happens, meaning after the blood is poured on the mitzvah, but even before the mitzvah is done, when it comes to the blood, <coughs> there is no me'ila. So the Gemara said a rule, because we, we never find that after a mitzvah is done, that there is a, a subject of me'ila. That we never find. Usually, me'ila is found before the mitzvah is done. Which after you sanctify something, and you didn't perform the mitzvah yet, okay, so if you benefit from it, it's going to be isur. But after you did the mitzvah, it's over. So therefore, the Gemara is giving this as a klal. Because we never find, the Gemara has shown, that, in lecha davar shena'asit mitzvato umu'alimbo. There is no item. That the mitzvah was performed and it is subject to me'ila. On that principle, the Gemara today is going to challenge. The Gemara says, Velo, is that so? Regarding the mitzvah of Terumat We know that every morning in the Beit HaMikdash, they would take a, a shovel of the ashes that were on the Mizbah HaHitzon, and they would place them uh, They would place it next to the mizbeah. Now this was a mitzvah Now as she tells us Four lines on the bottom Now from the words v'samon, You shall place it next to the mizbeah. We learned the ta'un geniza That they must remain there Meaning they are not allowed to be used For anything else Even after the mitzvah is done Alma asur ba'ana. So that she says, once you're telling me it's Asur, because of uh, its Kedushah, she's giving you a progression. First of all, we know it's Asur Bahana. How do you know it's Asur Bahana? Because if it's Samoa Islam is bad, you have to leave it next to the Mizbaya. You can't do anything with it. 
Zavis. Now, once it's Asur Bahana'ah, that means why? Because that's Kedushah. Once that's Kedushah, what Iraq is going to be? Me'ilah. Now, we're discussing Turumat Adeshin after the Mitzvah was done. And you still see what? It's subject to the law of Me'ilah. So comes the Gemara and says now, Mishum Da'avit Turumat Adeshin, Ubigdeh Kehuna Shene Ketubim Abim Abain Ke'ad. Bechol Shene Ketubim. We have a rule that if the Torah wants to teach me something, a general rule throughout the whole Torah, the Torah only has to tell it to me once, and by telling it to me once, I can use that as the paradigm, and I, from everywhere else, I just apply the deen. That's normal. However, if the Torah repeats the same principle twice, so then already the way I understand it is, that it's coming to limit and tell me only by these two and do not apply it by any other cases because this, the repetition is not necessary which means if you were just trying to teach me the clout everywhere else write it once and I apply it everywhere else saying it a second time comes to tell me it's only these two items but everywhere else there is no application to the rule now let's discuss the rule of here of mi'ilah after the mitzvah is performed but we have one pasuk by the Turmat Adeshin, But we have another pasuk regarding the clothes of the Kohen Gadol that he wears on Kippur, specifically the Bigdel Lavan. What does the Torah say after Kippur? It says, V'niham Sham. Meaning he places them there. Meaning he takes them off. You cannot benefit from them. You cannot use them. It's mashma that they're ta'un giniza. That they need actual giniza, meaning they're isur hana. Oh, once you say there's isur hana, that means they're subject to mi'ila, even though the mitzvah was done. So the Gemara says, listen, granted, you have to remember addition, and you also have begdeh keuna, but those are shnei ketuvim abayim keichad. Those are two pesukim that are teaching us the same principle. That what? That is mi'ilah after the mitzvah is done. Well, once you have two pesukim, the rule is in midin. You cannot learn to anywhere else. So you're right, those are the two exceptions. So the Gemara, look at the top rashi. U'bigdeh keuna, arba'a bigdeh lavan, v'kohen gadol, b'yom kippurim, d'ekhtib be'u v'niham, sham. So comes the Gemara and says, third line, Hanichal Rabbanan da'amli v'niham sham melamed shita'unim geniza. That's going to go to the opinion of the rabbis that learn from the words, v'niham sham, that indeed the clothes of the Kohen gadol need geniza, therefore they're isur v'ana'a. Ela l'rabi dosa. But according to the opinion of the Bidusa that we have learned previously in this Masechet, he says that while the Bigdekeuna of the Kohen Gadol cannot be worn again by the same Kohen Gadol, but the Kohen Idiot during the year can wear them as his Bigdekeuna, which means because you don't see that this Mi'ila by. So we only have one pasuk. We have to do addition. Once you have one pasuk, we should learn it to the entire Torah to teach me that even after a mitzvah is fulfilled, there is subject of mi'ilah. So what do you do according to the Bidosah? <coughs> says, Mishum so we have another pasuk. We have the pasuk by Ayla Arufa. What's the case of Ayla Arufa? The corpse was found between two cities. Hakamim go out and they measure to the closest city because they don't know who uh, the murderer is. Uh, the closest city has to follow a ceremony the Torah talks about called Agla Arufa. They bring a certain Egel, a calf, and they bring it to a certain uh, uh, rocky area, a certain river, and they have to decapitate it by cutting its uh, neck off, or cutting it, killing it by the neck. And the Torah says that you leave the Agla Arufa in its place. And we learn from over there that if you leave it in its place, that what? It's Yisul Ba'ana'a. Even though the mitzvah was done already. If you decapitated, the mitzvah was done. So what do you see over here? So you have two pesukim. Yeah, according to the bidosa, we don't have the pasuk of Kohen Gadol. So it's a substitute for the pasuk of the Kohen Gadol, the pasuk of Egla Arufa. Look at Rashi, Dibura Matil, Egla Arufa, Ketiv Ba, Sham. Right? It says that you leave the Egla Arufa, Sham. You leave it there. Sham Tehe Genizata. Over there will be its Geniza. 
Now comes the Gibran continues. Han hihaleman da'bar en milamidim. We have a mahlokir in that principle as well. The law of shnekit tumim ma'bain ke'ahad. We are going according to the opinion till now of Emel Amidim. Meaning, once you have two Pesukim, it's specifically about those two, and you can't apply it. But there is an opinion that says, There is an opinion that says, well, even if you have Shnei Pesukim, it doesn't matter. You still learn it to the rest of the Torah. And therefore, according to the Bidosa, you only have two Pesukim. You have Agla Arufa, and you have Tirumat Adeshin. Now according to the opinion that says two Pesukim is not enough, two Pesukim you can still learn to the rest of the Torah. So therefore we should make a rule that what, even after Mitzvah is done by everything, including Dam, it's subject to Mi'ilah. Now again, this question is not according to the Rabbis. Because the Rabbis will have three Pesukim. The Rabbis will have Tirumat Adeshin, they'll have uh, Tirumat Adeshin, they'll have Agla Arufa, and they'll have the Kohen Gadol Pesuk. So even according to the opinion that says but So go to the rabbis, this is not a question, because they'll have three Pesukim. That's what the Tosafot speaks out in the Buddha Matril Ella Lemanda Amamelamedim Michael Lemar. Have Imatsilishnu Yedemanda Mamelamedim Savala Kerabanan, Drebidosa Dabudu Ashta Shilosha Ketuvim. Ella Bailishnu Afilu Imtusilomad Sabakrebidosa. We were asking the question, even if you want to hold like the Bidosa, we only have two Pesukim. And according to one opinion, two pesukim is enough to learn to the entire Torah. What are you going to say? So comes again what Aaron says. Ma'ikad emimar, tere ketive vesamo ha'arufa. Which means, by these two pesukim, by the pasuk of ketoret, I mean, turbat adeshin, I'm sorry. The pasuk says, vesamo etzelam ezbeyah. Now the pasuk could have said vesam etzlam isdayah. For the fact that it is an extra vav, vesamo tells me this and not something else. Meaning only this is subject to meila after the mitzvah was done, but not something else. By agla arufa it says the extra he ha arufa the decapitated uh, animal agil, which means to tell me what only by the agla arufa and not where by somebody else, which means. Normally, you're right, Shneketuvim, you can learn to the whole Torah, but if I have two exclusionary terms by those two themselves, I can't learn to the rest of the Torah. The Torah is excluding them within the Pesukim themselves. Hence, Vesamo and Ha'arufa. So they were even according to the opinion that says that generally speaking, Shneketuvim, yes, Melamedim, but not in this case, and therefore according to everybody, the Dam. That is uh, used after the kapara was given, meaning it was put on the mizbeach. According to everybody, minat Torah, there is no me'ilah. There is not going to be me'ilah. And the discussion that we talked about in our Mishnah, to what there is me'ilah, that's only with the Rabbanah, that's only on a rabbinic level. Nafkaminah, we said. Nafkaminah, that if a person benefited from the blood, he would not have to pay a homish. Which is normally when the person benefits from something that's asur in the Kiddush. In Kodesh, he has to pay keren, vahomesh. But here it's only mitra banan, only has to pay keren. That is a very important ashi here that we have to read, which uh, the Mifanshim uh, go to try to analyze what the Rashi is trying to say. And look at the second Rashi on the daf here. Now, we understood, according to the Bidosa, the reason uh, that... Uh, or he holds Abidos, I should say, that the clothes of the Kohen Gadol, based on the way he learns Pesukim, the Kohen Gadol cannot wear them. However, uh, Kohen Idiot can wear them during the year. Now, we always understood this. This is based on Pesukim, the way he's Doresh, Veni Hamsham, what is it coming to teach us? However, as she comes along and says, Vekaimalan, Bigde Kehuna, En Bahen Me'ilah. Comes along and says, and therefore Bigde Kehuna is no Me'ilah. That he gives a reason. Because the Torah was not given to angels. She used the poshtan miyad. If you're going to say this ma'ilad, it means the second avodah is over, the Kohen Gadol is wearing them out of avodah. There's ma'ilad. See, you can't say this ma'ilad by the big day kuna, because it's impossible for the Kohen Gadol to remove them immediately after he finishes the service. So then we have a rule. Torah was not given to angels. Something that's impossible to accomplish, the Torah cannot make it forbidden. Again, if there's mi'ilah, what does that mean? 
and he's right after the service. When Cliff's finished with his Megadim on Kippur, he's got to take them off. Now, it takes a second to take them off. So for that second, you're benefiting, you're wearing them. So therefore, since it's impossible not to be Mu'ayim, the Torah cannot give us a law that is impossible to uphold. Yeah. And therefore, that she's giving us a reason over here. Now, the Mephites you just discussed over here, what is that she giving us this reason? That, that's not the Bidosah's reason. The Bidosah's reason is Pesukim. The Torah says, Shabbos come and teach us something else. Here that she's going out of his way to tell us another reason that's not really the discussion of this Gemara. And continues, If you remember on the Amucheni of Nuntet, we had three different words that the Torah were, the Gemara was Doresh to exclude Dam from Mi'ila. The Pesukim, one, one of the words was Lachem. So the Gemara was Lachem, Shilachem. One word was Lechaper, that was given Lechapara, Velon Mi'ila. And one word was Hu. Its status never changes. It's never subject to mi'ida. So the Gemara at this point is asking, What do you need three mi'utim? Assuming that everybody's agreeing to these three mi'utim, three exclusionary terminologies, what is the purpose? That she says, Lachem, Lechaper, and who? So that she gives us the three exclusionary terms. So the Gemara says, Had lemi'utim in otar, it comes to exclude three different concepts. Let's go one at a time. Had the mi'utem notar. She'im achal dam notar b'shogeg. Person ate blood of notar, meaning the it was uh, after the korban, right? Now the uh, blood was left over, it's notar. Normally the law of notar is, after it's time, you have to burn it. Instead, the guy ate it, mishogig. Eno hayav ela ahat mishumdam. How many isurim does he make? That she says one. Because of the isur of eating, blood. Vechen imachal dam kadashim betumata guf. Or let's say a guy ate the blood of the kadashim, but he was tameh. Shehi bekaret, which normally a person eats keduk kodesh betumah. There's a punishment of karet. Bechulan eno ayav ela achat mishum dam. He'll only get one isud as well. Dam. Vechenim shagag bedam. Let's say he was a shogeg in eating the blood. Vehezid beachat meelu. And let's say he was mezid in uh, one of the other uh, isurim. Patur mekaret, which means, bottom line, if a person eats the blood of Notar, or let's say he eats the blood when he was Tamer, or for that matter, Me'ila, he uses the blood for personal benefit, there is no specific Isur. So the three Pesukim are actually telling me that Davka, oh, there's no Isur, not by Me'ila, not by notar, and not by tomatagoof. So each one uh, excludes another scenario. Comes the Gemara, let's read that inside again. Yeah, what's lemutem notar mean? The person, uh, not a coin, anybody, ate the dam. After it was left over. After it's time. So normally a person eats notar, is isur, isur karet on notar. However, in this case over here, you only get the isur of dam. Like we know, if you benefit from it, there's no Isum na Torah now. However, Now, what about Pigul? Well, what is Pigul? Let's remind ourselves of Pigul. Let's say, at the time of the sacrifice, the Kohen had in mind to eat the Basar or the meat of the Korban past its time. Or let's say he had in mind to uh, bring the basar chutz limkomo. He was going to bring it out of its place. Let's say he can only eat it in the walls of Yerushalayim. He's going to bring it, let's say, outside of Yerushalayim. That thought makes the korban pigul. Now, if anybody eats from that korban that had this pigul thought, there's isur. Okay, surkaret as a matter of fact. So now the discussion is, let's say the Kohen had pigul thoughts, right? Well, uh, in this Qurban. 
So the she'ela is, now somebody eats that blood. Does pigul affect the blood? So the Gemara is saying, clearly not. And I don't even need a pasuk to exclude it from pigul. I mean, I have a pasuk to exclude dam from notar. I have a pasuk to exclude dam from me'ila. I even have a pasuk to exclude dam from tumataguf, which is normally by other parts of the animals, if you eat it as notar or tumataguf and me'ila, you're, you're subject to isurim. Pigul, the Gemara says, Pashut dam is not subject to the law of pigul. Rashi, she'im achal dam mekorban pigul from somewhere else I know that there is no karet. From where? So Gibra says that Kol Matirin Ben Adam Ben Hayavim Mishum Pigul. Vedam Matir gives a cloud. Anything that becomes permissible either for human consumption or for the Mizbeah, things like that are subject to pigul. But blood itself is the matir. Meaning, the blood itself is the thing that allows the meat to be eaten by the clan and allows the um, kapara of the meat on the Mizbeah to be effect, to effect. Which means, what allows a person to eat the korban? You can't eat the korban, you have to wait until the blood was sprinkled. So what's the matir over here? The dam is the matir. What allows kapara to take place when you're putting, let's say, the, the meat and you're burning it on the mizbayah? The fact that you sprinkled the blood. So dam is called the matir. That's the item that makes other things permissible. Now, the meat itself is the item that's becoming mutar. So the rule of pigul is like this. Pigul only affects the things that become permissible, but not the, not the item that makes it permissible. That's a cloud. Since dam over here is the matir, there's no pigul. Rashi. Ben la adam ben la mizbayah. She'achirim matirin otam. Something else is matirit, or la akhirat adam. Kegon basar kadashim ane echal. Let's say korbanot, that's eaten. Shetalub is dekat adam. You can't eat it until the blood is sprinkled. Shekon zeman. Shelon izrak. Asur ba'akhila. How do we know that? Kedikhtiv. Vedam zevachecha yishafech. And then it says in the pasuk v'hadar. V'abbasar te'achel. After you sprinkle the blood, eat the meat. So that's le'adam. Or matirin lemizbayach. Kegon imurim, let's say the, uh, fat, the, uh, the, the, the meat of the animal. The sprinkling of the blood allows you to put these meats on the mizbeach. After you sprinkle the blood, the meat goes on the mizbeach. These items, meaning meat, it's subject to bigul. If you ate from those, let's say, meats of a korban that was mefugal, hayav karet. Dekhtiv, v'anefesh ha'ochelet mimenu avonatesa. Aval matir et ha'irim, but the item that's matir. What's the matir? The dam. Kegon adam. Or that she gives an example, the comets. Comets also... Right? Allows you now to eat the minha. So therefore the comets also is not shayat for the subject of pigul. And hayavim alav mishum pigul. Now, the gamrina mishelamim. Now, where do we learn the subject of pigul at all, by the way? The Torah writes the subject of pigul, the pigul mishlamim ketiv. But the korban shelamim. Ushlamim, yesh lahem matrim la mezbayah, matrim la adam. Shelamim, there's human consumption. And there's also mizbeach consumption. Sheadam matiriti murem la mizbeach o besaram la achila. So therefore, since the source of pigul is shalamim, and by shalamim we know there's mizbeach and adam, and the dam is the matir in those cases. So the hadush of the gemara over here is that pigul is only subject to the meat, but not subject to the matir, which is the dam. So therefore, again, three pesukim, exclusionary words by dam. Number one. Dam of Korbanot is not subject to Mi'ilah. 
Number two, dam of the Qurbanot is not subject to notar. Number three, dam of the Qurbanot is not subject to tum'ah, meaning if you eat it, when you're tameh, normally if you eat something when you're tameh, you hayav karet. Here, you're not hayav. Ah, is it subject to pigul? It's not subject to pigul, but that I know from somewhere else. Comes the next Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Kol ma'aseh yom kipuri ma'amur ala seder, imigdim ma'aseh lahavero, lo ha'asakelum. Now, we learned the seder ha'avodah. There's a certain order of the service that's done in the uh, in the Beit HaMikdash on Kippur. Let's review quickly the seder. As we learned in the Mishnayot, the first thing that Kohen takes is palm. And he makes a confession on his part for him and his family. Then he draws the lots of the goats. Right? He makes the goral, sa'ir la'ashem, and sa'ir la'azazel. Then he goes back to his par and makes a second confession on the same animal. That confession is for him, his family, and the kohanim, and the tribe of the kohanim. And then he slaughters it. After he slaughters the par, he catches the blood, and they have somebody holding the blood over there, mixing it so it doesn't congeal. Then he starts to ketor it. He takes the ladle with the ketor it and the shovel, and he goes into the Kodesh Kodashim, and he brings the ketor it. Now, after he finishes that, he goes out and brings the damapar, goes back into the Kodesh Kodashim, and sprinkles ahat lemaula v'sheva lemata. Then he goes out and he slaughters the sa'ir. Hashem. After he slaughters the sa'ir, he goes back in and he, sl- he sprinkles the dam sa'ir. Then he goes out and he takes, now before he mixes it, he takes the dam of the par, sprinkles towards the parochet. Then he takes the dam of sa'ir. Then he mixes the bloods of the Sa'id and the Pad, and then he applies them on the Mizbayah. Mizbayah Hapinimi. That's the order so far of the Avodah that we've gotten to until this point. The Hidush of Mishnah is, at least, any of these things that were done out of order, so the item, the service that was done out of order, is Pasul. And therefore, you have to go back and do the item before it in its proper time and then continue Allah said it. So according to this opinion, it doesn't matter where the service is done. Whether it's service in Kodesh, service in Kodesh Kodashim, the order that we just mentioned is Ma'akev. And therefore, if you proceed, you do um, four before three. Four, meaning item four is lokelum. It doesn't count. And therefore you have to do three and then follow it again by four. Which means you have to, right, it doesn't kill the whole thing. You have to, you have to stop at the beginning. Because one and two you did in order. However, you have to, right, you have to follow each item in its order. The seder is me'akev. Slaughter again. Slaughter another animal. Slaughter another animal. Slaughter another animal. Pick it again. Pick it again. That's right. Pick it again. Call Maase Yom Kippurim. Ha'amur ala seder. Imigdim Maase lahavero. If you preempted one item to his friend, lo asa kelum. Doesn't count. Higdim dam sa'ir le dam apar. Now let's say you preempted the blood of the sa'ir to the blood of the par. Now, which means you sprinkle, let's say, in the Kodesh Kodashim, the blood of the sa'ir first. Now we know you have to sprinkle the blood of the par first. So what do you do? How do you fix that? Yahzor sa'ir par. So how do you fix it? Well, the par has to come first, right? So you did sa'ir and par. So now just do sa'ir. Now by doing sa'ir, what did you gain? Now the par came before sa'id, which we know you have to have kavanah now for the sa'id. The first one you had kavanah, but that kavanah is worthless because you did it out of order. So therefore, it's telling you when you do when you sprinkle the par, you had kavanah for the par. But out of order. There's no kavanah out of order. The kavanah is for the par. 
once I did the Sa'id after, a second time, now I put everything back in its place. So again, Hizam Idama Sa'id. Le'achar Dama Par. I'm sorry, Hikdim. Dama Sa'id Dama Par. Ya'zol V'yazem Idama Sa'id Lachar Dama Par. Now, V'ma'ad Shilo Gamar Etamatanot Shibifnim. Now let's say you were doing the service Bifnim, meaning in the Kodesh Kodashim. Now you're in the middle of the uh, Avodah. Nishpach Adam. Now the blood, the blood spilled. So the Gemara says, Yavi Dam Acher. You have to bring new blood. You have to slaughter again the Yazor B'Tehilam Bifnim, and you have to start again the service Bifnim. Which means, let's say the guy's in the Kodesh Kodashim. Okay, he has the blood of the Par. And as he's sprinkling the blood of the par, all of a sudden he drops it. Now the blood of the, he's in the middle of the, the sprinkling. He drops it. So now he has to start again. He has to go out and slaughter again another par. Go back in. What is that? No, no, no. He did it already. Now he's up to the... General for sprinkling. He dropped the blood. So he goes inside. He goes inside, sprinkles again. Vechen b'hechal. Now the same thing would be in the hechal. What does that mean? Vechen b'hechal. Nashi. Natan mixat matanot la parochet. He put some of the matanot on the or towards the parochet. I'm meaning Rashi. Vinishpach adam. Now in the middle of the service in the hechal, boom, the blood spilled. Yavi par acher. You got to bring another par. Viyatchil matanot parochet. And you got to start again for matanot parochet. Ve'en sarik la'azor. I mean, you don't have to start inside. You did the inside already. You did the stuff in the Kodesh, Kodeshim. So therefore, it's telling you each service is considered separate. And you don't think that it's all considered one. The Kodesh, Kodeshim sprinkling is one item, and the Hechal sprinkling is another item. Don't think that it's all considered one sprinkling. Because if, if you consider it all one sprinkling, once you spill the blood, you'd have to reset and start from, from one. Kamash Randa Mishanarara. You, you drop the blood in the Kodesh Kodashim, fine, just take the slaughter again, take the blood, go in the Kodesh Kodashim and start from there. If you drop the blood in the middle of the spring in the Hechal, no problem. Slaughter another animal, take the blood and start from the Hechal. You don't have to go back to the Kodesh Kodashim. Now wait one second. Comes the and says, Vechen b'mizbeach hazahav. For that matter, the service of the sprinkling on the Mizbeach hazahav. That's a third kapara. Yes. Meaning, right after you finish sprinkling towards the parochet, you got to put on the corners of the mizbeah, and you have to sprinkle it on the mizbeah itself. Shekulan kapara atzman. That's the key to the Mishnah. Because you could have argued and said, no, no. Sprinkling of blood is all one item. And all sprinklings are considered one surface. And therefore, if let's say, by the mizbeah, you drop the blood, then you got to take new blood and start from the Kodesh Kodeshim again and work your way out. No. What you did in the Kodesh Kodeshim is valid. What you did in the Hechal is valid. You dropped the blood when you were doing the Mizbeach sprinkling? No problem. Stuff with the Mizbeach. Water into animals, take the blood. So two animals in that case, obviously, because you have the mixture. And then mix the, the thing and, and pour it on the Mizbeach. Now, that's she. Shekulan kapara b'fne'atzman. Lefichach kapara shenigmera. Nigmera? Whatever kapara was done, was done. I mean, it's not being held up by the next, uh, by the next service. Mishnah continues. Rabbi El-Azab, Rabbi Shimon, Omrim, Memakom Shepasak, Misham Umatheel. He comes along and says, from the place where he stopped, that's where he continues. What is he teaching us? Rashi. Va'afilu lo nigmera ota kapara en sadik l'azor v'liten mashinatan. He goes like this. Let's say you sprinkled three sprinkles. You're in the Kodesh Kodeshim, I got the Dhamma par. I did three times. The blood spilled. When you slaughter another par, all you got to do is four more. Which means you're able to continue where you left off. Which means according to Tanakama... No, no, no. You got to start the service again. But according to the Be'azad and Be'shemon, they say no. You can continue where you left off. That's what the Mahalo So they both agree in principle that each service is separate. They only argue, do you have to reset the service? Or can you continue in the middle of the service where the blood spilled? Hmm. Comes the Gemara. 
Rabbanan. We have a Braita. Kol Yom Ma'amur ala Seder. All the service of Yom Kippur that we said follows the Seder, the order. Right, if he preempted one service to its neighbor, to its friend, that service is invalid. Now Rabbi Yudah is going to explain what this means. Amar Rabbi is not coming to argue, he's coming to explain. Ematai, when is this said? Bidvarim anasim bibigdeel adan mibifnim. Oh, very important clarity. <coughs> this only applies to when the Kohen Gadol is wearing his white begadim, and he wears a kippur, and service that's done in the Kodesh Kodeshim. Now, one way of interpreting this means only if you preempt. Kodesh Kodashim service one to each other. For example, if you sprinkle the Dama Sa'ir in the Kodesh Kodashim before you sprinkled the Dama Par in the Kodesh Kodashim, then order makes a, a difference. In Kodesh Kodashim, for sure, according to the Buddha, stuff that's done in the Kodesh, meaning when you sprinkle the Sa'ir blood towards the Parochet before the Par's blood, you shouldn't have done it, but it's not Me'akiv. There is a question amongst the Shonim if let's say you did a service in the Kodesh before Kodesh Kodashim. Let's say you sprinkled the blood of the Sa'ir in the Kodesh before you sprinkled it in the Kodesh Kodashim. So that's already a She'ela how to learn the Biudah. Which is what he says it only impacts things in the Kodesh Kodashim. Does it mean Kodesh Kodashim services to themselves? Or does it mean even if you did something outside before the service in the Kodesh? That's already, I'm telling you, a mahlokit. You wear big in the Kodesh as well. However, yeah. But items that are done, Now what is considered mibahutz? She says, mibahutz kegon. Hagrala, right? The lottery. The lottery is done outside. Vidui, uh, the confession of the parim. Vishvichad, shiraim. Even the pouring of the shiraim that was done in the in the hoots that was even done in the azara. Vichol, matanot, the parochet. For that matter, all the sprinklings of the parochet in the kodesh. Umizbach azahab. Imigdim laem davar meuhar. Right? If you put something later, earlier. It's not going to posel the service that was done before it, which means, or after it. Which means, even though the one after it now is done out of order, because you put something after before it, it's not going to be ma'akif to posel. Aval, regarding the slaughtering, and the collecting of the ketorit modehu, the Buddha is going to agree, ditsorich panim keparim dame. The shaita of the animal, you need it for the blood. What do you do with the blood? You're going to take it inside. So even though shaita is done outside, that's considered an inside service. Hafinata ketorit. What's the purpose of hafinata ketorit? To bring it inside. So therefore, it's considered inside. So therefore, uh, there's, 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 there's three levels here. There's the stuff that's done in the Kodesh. Spadai stuff in the Kodesh, Kodesh, is ma'akev order. Stuff outside, he's telling you, is not ma'akev each other. However, there's certain stuff that's done outside that has the status of inside. Two items. Shaitah is considered panim as well as afinat logic, because the whole purpose you're doing these things is to bring it inside. So that we don't pay attention where it's being done. Now, when he says over here, Lavan Mibahutz, right? So there is um, different Mefashim over here, how to understand. Okay, let's just review these pirushim over here. How did you understand Begdel Avam Mibifnim? We learned Begdel Avam Mibifnim is Kodesh Kodashim. That's where Rashi learned. Begdel Avam Lifnim is Kodesh Kodashim. And Begdel Avam Chutz is Kodesh. However, the Rambam has a different understanding. He learns Begdel Avam Mibifnim is Kodesh Kodashim and Hechal. And Begdel Avam Bahutz is 
in the azara. That would be, for example, pouring the blood on the sword of the mizbeach. So we have a fantastic machlokan over amongst the nishonim how to learn the words bifnim and chutz. But we're following shitat rashi. Shitat rashi by us clearly says bifnim is bifnim, kodesh kodashim, and chutz is hechal uh, kodesh and the Azara comes the Gemara and says, "Be Nehemiah Omer, be Nehemiah says no. When is this said that if you do something out of order, it's ma'akev to be posel? B'dvarim anasim b'bigdel avan ben mibifnim ben mibachutz. So according to Rashi, this means whether the services in the kodesh or the services in the kodesh kodashim both." The order is going to be Ma'akevah. But items that are done when the Kohen Gadol is wearing his the gold clothes, and he only wears the gold clothes outside, Rashi gives us the example. When does the Kohen Gadol wear the Kegon Elo, when he brings his ram, Ve'elaram. Shigdim lahem hotsaat kaf umahta. For example, let's say he took the ketoret out of the kodesh kodashim before he brought the rims. The order is after the whole service, right? He brings an ayin, one for him, one for Bnei Israel. Then he goes back into the kodesh kodashim and he takes out the ketoret. According to Nehemiah, let's say he went and took out the ketoret first. And then he went and brought the ayil of the Ram and the ayil of himself. So according to the Nehemiah, no problem. That's not considered out of order. Because you put a service that's done, the big desahab, before a service. For sure, according to the Yudah as well, you have no problem. However, anything that's done in the Kodesh or the Kodesh Kodashim, out of order, according to the Nehemiah, it is indeed Ma'akev. So comes the Gibran and says, Amar of Yohanan, Ushneem, now we're looking for the biblical source. Again, we're going to try to prove how do you know the Biuda only Kodesh Kodashim? And how do you know according to Nehemiah, even items that are done in the Kodesh, and to the exclusion of Big Dezahav, Bahutz. Pasuk. Zot Olam Achat Bashana. This is talking about the service and the Seder of Kippur. It says what? It calls it Lechukat Olam. Hukat Olam teaches us, usually when we see the word Hukat Olam, that whatever is said in the Pasuk is indeed Ma'akev. Meaning the service that we're talking about over here is binding. Look at Rashi Ha'at Bashana. Alma Kiketiv Bashana Ketiv. Which means the word Hukat is written on the service that's done once a year. What's the service that's done once a year? So according to the Gemara, the Gemara says, "Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Makom Shemit Kaperim Bo Pam Achat B'Shana." Where's the place that you get Kapara once a year? Kodesh Kodashim. The Kohen does go into the Kodesh throughout the year. He only goes to the Kodesh Kodashim Achat B'Shana. And the word Chuka, which means it's Merakev, was said by what? Kodesh Kodashim. So they were only inside. Look at Rashi top line. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Amakom Shekaparato Achat B'Shana Kitiv Chuka. On the place where the Kohen gets kapara once a year, the word Hukkah was written, Abal, Ahechal, Ba'azarot, Paradechal, Ba'azara, Afilu, Devarim, Anasim, Be'begdel, Avan. Even though he's wearing Be'begdel, Avan, She'en kaparatam be'kohen gadol, El ha'at b'shana, Lokitiv ha'ukah. This is interesting. There's only one time a year that the Kohen gadol wears Be'begdel, Avan, in the Kodesh and the Azara, and makes these kaparot. In this specific Kippur, Kurbanot are only done once a year. But the Gemara's learning, according to the Biyuda, that when it says the word Chukah, it's going on the place. It's specifically referring to not once a year items, because if you learn once a year items, a lot of stuff that's done in the Hechal also are once a year items. Ela, the word Ahat Bashana is the place that he enters once a year. What's the place that he enters once a year? That's the way the Biuda understands. Not the service of once a year, but the place of once a year. Comes the Gemara and says, The Rabbi Nehemiah Sabar, the Rabbi Nehemiah says, Devarim amitkaperim bahem pam ahad bishana. He does know. Once a year items. When it says the Bazook, ahad bishana, not only stuff that's in the Kodesh Kodashim, 
a lot of things that are done in the Hechal as well are once the Yaid is specifically for Kippur. Like all the sprinklings that are done towards the parochet are Davka done on Kippur for Kippur. Therefore, the word Hukah is said by them. Therefore, the order is Ma'akev. Comes the Gemara and says, Atu l'Rabi Yehuda makom ketiv. Gemara says, come on. It says Ahat Pashana. Rabi Yehuda, where did you come along to say Ahat Pashana means the place. Ahat Pashana sounds like the service, which means when he wears Bigdei Lavan, once a year for these Avodot, where did you come along to limit the word Ahat to only say Makom? So the Gemara says, you're right. Revamped the Dirashah. Ela Ainu Ta'amad Rabi Yehuda. This is the reason. Ketiv zot, uchtiv ahat. Now in this pasuk, you want to get the full pasuk, it says, Vayeta zot lachem, lechukat olam, lechapera b'nei yisim, mekol hatutam, ahat bashana. Now the word zot is an exclusionary term. This, like this, as opposed to something else. The word ahat is also an exclusionary term. Ahat, one as opposed to something else. So the two exclusionary terms, the Buddha says the following. Kitik zot uchtib ahat. Had lime'ute begde lavan mebahutz, vehad lime'ute begde zahaf. Which means learn it like this. One exclusionary term comes and tells me this does not apply to Bigdei Zahaf. Let's go in order. Anytime the queen get those wearing Bigdei Zahaf on Kippur, order is not Ma'akev. The second exclusionary term tells me even in Bigdei Lavan, only Bigdei Lavan Bifnim, but Bigdei Lavan Chutz also doesn't apply. Again, the first exclusionary term will tell me what? This does not apply to Bigdei Zahaf. Let's speak it out. What doesn't apply? Meaning, Whatever the Kohen Gadol does with Begdezah, like his ayil, and the ayil of uh, Bnei Israel, if that is done out of order, not Me'akev, it's Begdezahav. Good. But what? From that one exclusionary term that teaches but Begdezah Lavan, whenever he's wearing Begdezah Lavan, it is Me'akev. Comes the second exclusionary term to tell me, you know, even in Begdezah Lavan, if it's Chutz, not Me'akev as well. Only the Begdezah Lavan, Bifnim. So you see the two... The levels here. We start to exclude Begdei Zahav. Then we come to exclude even Begdei Lavan, Bahutz. So what are you left with? Begdei Lavan, Bifnim. Look at Rashi. Ketiv Zot, Mashma Chuka al Zot Ketiba, Velo al Acheret. Which means when the Torah says the word Chuka, which teaches Me'akev, it's on the word Zot. So Zot is exclusionary. Meaning the Deen is only said by... Not Begdei Zahab, but Begdei Lavan. Good. I got another exclusionary word. To tell me, even in Begdei Lavan, not by Chutz, only Bifnim. Comes again when I continues. Because I also got those two words. Had Lemi'ute Begdei Zahab. Good. Begdei Zahab, everybody agrees. Had Lemi'ute Shirayim. De lo me'akbe. He comes along and tell me, you know what the second item is? He's re- he wears Begdei Lavan. All Begdei Lavan items according to the Bina Hamya, Me'akev. Except the Shidayim. When the Kohen would finish the service, and now he has the mixed bloods of the Dam Par and Dam Sa'id, continuing wearing his Begdei Lavan, he would walk into the Azara and pour it on the Yesod of the Mizbayah. So the Hadush is, even though that's the Bigdei Lavan service, since it's done in the Azara, between Shirayim, no problem. That, if it was done, that was done out of order, not Ma'akiv. So again, let's learn the Bina Hamya again. Two items. First exclusionary term, Bigdei Zahab. So everybody agrees to Bigdei Zahab, that's clear. No Bigdei Zahab service done out of order can be Ma'akiv. Ah, what's the issue we're going to have? Rabbi the Hamya says, but Bigdei Lavan services, I don't care if they're in the Kodesh, Kodesh Kodeshim, done out of order, Me'akev. Except one Bigdei Lavan service. Right, the Bigdei Lavan service in the Hazara, by pouring the Shirayim on the Mizbayah. Look at the Rashid, the Be'ot Shirayim. It is a service. Shifichat Shirayim, Delo Me'akeve, Davar Me'uchar Lahim, Imikdimo Lahim. Which means, if you put the Shirayim before, Something that was supposed to follow it. I'm going to read this Rashi Lemeute Shirayim. That's according to the Bin Hamya. Rashi says Shefichat Shirayim 
the pouring of the leftover uh, dam, the lo me'akbeh, it is not going to be, or something is not going to be davara me'uchar lahem, something that normally comes after it, imikdimo, if you did it first, lahem, to the shirayim, for example, if let's say the removal of the mahta from the Kodesh Kodashim preceded the uh, shirayim, so it's not going to be posel, because even though you did uh, the shirayim now out of order, something was done before it, so the inyan of the shirayim is not me'akev. Comes the Gemara and says, V'nebiyuda, according to the biyuda, i me'akbe me'akebe, v'i lo me'akebe, lo me'akebe. Which means according to the biyuda, now we want to discuss what's his opinion, the gabe the shirayim. He didn't discuss shirayim. The biyuda just discussed, because a half, whatever is done, and whatever is done with bigde laban, mibachutz is not affected. So that she says over here, v'nebi yuda, i me'akebe, sha'ar devari manaz, that's consistent. Listen, if other things that are done bachutz will be laban, if the seder is not me'akev, then who are in the shiraim will be me'akev? The lo me'akev shad the very man asim bigdel laban lo me'akev hane the inu name avoda me'akev kaparai, which means that she says. The service of Shiraim is an integral service. I mean, you have to do the Shiraim. It is indeed Me'akev Kapara. Umay Hazit Me'uta. And therefore, why should we um, uh, uh, exclude it and make it different than the principles? Which means, it's going to be the same. Whatever is going to apply by the other Avodot that you would do by Laban, if those things are Me'akev Seder, put that in the same group. If those items are not Me'akev, so it's not Me'akev, which is we're not going to treat Shirayim any less than any other Avodah. Because she tells us clearly it is indeed Me'akev, meaning the service itself of Shirayim, you needed to do it for Kapara. So the Gebarah says, Kedetanya, like we have a Braita, Vechila Mechaper Et HaKodesh. We have a Pasuk. The Torah says, Vechila, literally, and he will finish Mekaper, from atonement in the Kodesh. Now, Im Kiper Kila. If he received the Kapara, if the Kapara was done, Kila, it's finished, the, the service. The Im Lo Kiper, but if he did not get Kapara, Lo Kila. Devre Rabbi Akiva. Now, look at Rashi. What we're trying to prove over here. Kedetanya, what do we try to prove in this Braita? We're just trying to show you over here that Shiraim is an important item. That just like all the other services that you do, you cannot skip them, you have to do them. Forget about order. We're discussing now, is it integral if you skipped it in totality? So the Gebaraz is going to try to prove over here. Yes, indeed, Shiraim is an integral item. If you uprooted them totally, and therefore, whatever the word hulk is going on, if it's going on the other stuff that's ma'akev, it's going on shiraim as well. Now, what's the first dirash over here of Rabbi Akiva? The pasuk says, So what Rabbi Akiva does, he takes the pasuk out of order. He puts the word, Kapara before the word kila, and he says like this: Im kiper. Once you got your kapara, you did whatever you had to do to get the kapara kila. You're done. Vim lo kiper. If you didn't get your kapara lo kila, you're not done. Now we'll see what this means. The Rebbe Akiva, Amar lo Rebbe Yehuda, mepenema lo neemar im kila kiper. Vim lo kila lo kiper. Me quote to you that's learning the pasuk backwards. The pasuk should have said kila kiper. But according to the Pasuk, it says, Kiper, according to the Bi'akiba, it should have said, Kiper Kala. Which means, that's his Deraja. If you got your Kapara, you're done. If you didn't get your Kapara, you're not done. But the Pasuk doesn't say that. It says, Vichila Mechaper. So he says like this, Amar lo Rabi Yudah, Bepnei Malo, Neymar, Im Kila Kiper, Vim Lo Kila Lo Kiper. 
Shela, you know what's coming to tell us? Shimchiser achat mina matanot lo asa velo kelum. It's coming to tell you like this. Vechila, you must finish all the services. You must do all the matanot, all the sprinklings, all the dabbings, all these things have to be done. And only after you finish it, you get kapara. Now, the Chaurah, they're saying the same thing. Everybody's agreeing that kapara is only done until you finish. Or once you finish, you get kapara. So the Gemara says, "V'amninan my benayu." So the Gemara says, "What's the difference?" Which so is bottom line: if you put kila first or kiper first, the basic point is when you're done, you get kapara, or when the kapara is given, you're done. What's the difference? Gemara says, "Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yosho ben Nevi, had amar mashmaud dorshin ika benayu." Yeah, the only nafkamina between uh, Rabbi Yehuda and so Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yehuda is the derash. How to derive the result? Where is Rabbi uh, Akiva? Even though the pasuk says vechila mechaper, he rather learned it as if the pasuk is saying kiper kila. Whereas according to Rabbi Yudah, no, I like to learn it the way it's said. It's written vechila mechaper, so I learned you got to finish and then you get your kapara. So it's all just in uh, in semantics. What's the right way to make the derasha? Look at Rashi. Mashmaud dorshin, more mashmeh lehache, umor mashmeh lehache. We mean same conclusions. How do you derive to that conclusion? That's one way. However, the hadamar shirayim agbeika benayu. Now there's a big nafkamina. Nafkamina is is shirayim a service that is me'akiv. Meaning, if you tell you skip the shirayim, does it impact the kapara? What's the nafkamina? Rashi. Shirayim me'akev ika benayu. Rabbi Akiva Sava shirayim lo me'akbe. Why? Ba'achi kamar. Im kiper ikara matanot. Meaning if you got kapara on the main items, that's the sprinklings, on the parochet, and the kodesh kodashim, on the mizbeah, then what? Kila, then you're done. Ba'afidu lo shafach shirayim. Even if you didn't pour the shirayim. V'rabi yudah savar me'akbeh. Ba'achi kamar. Im kila. You gotta finish. Gotta finish what? Hakol. As kiper. Ve'im lav. Lo kiper. Ve'im lo kiper hakol. Ena kapara shumatunot kapara. So therefore, tremendous nafkaminana. What did you see from this b'raita about? According to one opinion, you see according to the Yehuda, shirayim is me'akiv. Oh. Once you tell me shirayim is me'akiv, we go back now. Whatever we're gonna say by all the other services that are me'akiv, we'll say by shirayim. And whatever doesn't apply by the other surfaces doesn't apply by Shirayim. Now we know the Yudah's opinion already. We know that according to the Yudah, items that are me'akev kapara in the Kodesh, order is not a factor. So too, Shirayim's not going to be any better. Shirayim, which is also me'akev, it's not going to affect it when it's done out of its order. So it comes out, according to the uh, Maskana of the Gemara over here, we have a fantastic mahloket between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nehamya, when, and actually I should say Tanakama Mishnah, that's what mostly Shonim learn, I'll explain to you what I mean, regarding order. Tanakama Mishnah is Mashma, order is impacted everywhere. Anything that's bound by a Sedet, whether it's in the Kodesh, Kodesh Kodeshim, or even the Azara, according to Tanakama Mishnah, he didn't make a Hiluk where. Smashma order is ma'akev throughout the avodah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, no. Only stuff that's done in the Kodesh, Kodashim, of course with Big Day, Lavan. Anything else? Kodesh, or for that matter, Kodesh, Kodashim, say that it's ma'akev. No. According to Rabbi Yehuda. Again, according to Rashi, Big Delavan Bahuts means stuff that's done in the Hechal, said that it's not Ma'akiv. And just like said it's not Ma'akiv, those items, which are integral, it's not going to Ma'akiv the Shirayim as well, even though it's done, the Big Delavan. Whereas according to the Nehamya, no, all Big Delavan services on Kippur said that it's Ma'akiv, except for the Big Delavan of Shirayim. Now, we should point out, we have another great Mahloket, Legabeh, Shirayim themselves. Our Shirayim is that service Ma'akev in itself. For example, if let's say for some reason the Kohen did not sprinkle, did not pour the blood on the Mizbah at all. 
meaning on the Shiraim, he did not pour on the Yisodah Mizbeah. So according to the Bi'akiva, Shiraim is not Me'akiv in itself, whereas according to the Bi'nehamiyah, according to the Bi'akiva, it's Me'akiv. According to the Bi'yehuda, it is indeed Me'akiv. Mahlok at the Bi'akiva and the Bi'yehuda. Comes the Gibran says, Umi Amar, Rabbi Yohanan, which means, Rabbi Yohanan, you're saying now that according to Rabbi Nehemiah, Shiraim is not Me'akiv. Which means, according to you, you told me everybody holds. Ben Rabbi Nehemiah, Ben Rabbi Yehuda, if you did the Shiraim out of order, it's not Me'akiv. Let's review. Rabbi Yohanan said, mikra ehad It was Rabbi Yohanan that taught us the mahlokit between Rabbi Yudan and Nehemiah. And the way Rabbi Yohanan explained it was, everybody agrees. The stuff that's done with the Lavan, Bahut, not Ma'akeb. Ben Rabbi Yehuda, Ben Rabbi Nehemiah. So the Gebra, Shiraim, not just Shiraim. So the Gebra is going to say, Rabbi Yohanan, is it possible that he said such a statement that according to the Nehemiah, Shiraim's order is not Me'akev? Is that possible? Why? Kemara says, Rabbi Yohanan, we have a statement of Rabbi Yohanan, Tana, Rabbi Nehemiah, Kedavrei HaOmer, Shiraim Me'akveh. Clearly, he says according to the Nehemiah, the order of Shiraim is indeed Me'akev. So Rabbi Yohanan, you're contradicting yourself. Kemara says on this, Kasha, leaves that in abeyance. Look at Rashi. Correct, there is an answer. Look at Rashi. Right? One of the Zot and Ahat, was coming to exclude Shiraim that he said is not Me'akev. Next, Rashi. Let's say you took the Shira Adam and you brought them outside, let's say outside the Beta Mikdash, Hayav. Yahayav karet on this. Alma Avoda and Bifnim. Because we have a rule. Anything that's a service, bifnim, that you brought it out, Now clearly, the Bina Hamya says, if you brought the blood of the Shirayim out, what does that tell me? That this pouring it on the Mizbaya is definitely which means it's Avodah is considered an Avodah, and therefore the Chaurah, the Seder, is also. Uh, integral. So again, the Siyah Yitzhak does answer this question, because again, it's left in a kasha. You can say all the Yohanan said in the name of Rabbi Hamia is what that the uh, said that the service of Shiraim is Me'akev itself, meaning it's integral. But could be that even though it's integral and it's considered Avodah, the order of it is not going to be Me'akev like he said in the name of Rabbi Hamia. Comes the Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi Hanina. Ketoret shechafna kodem shaitato shel par lo asa velo kelum. Now, let's review the order. The normal order is supposed to be, first you slaughter the par, right? And as the fellow is holding the blood in order to stop it from congealing, then they make the hafinata ketoret, and of course they bring it into the kodesh kodashim. So the Gebaran says you did it out order here. You did the hafinata, meaning you scooped up the ketoret first, and then you slaughtered the par, lo asafi lo kilum, no good. Out of order, it's ma'akev. Kebaran keman de lo now obviously this is not following Rabbi Yehuda, because where is this all done? All this is done in the Kodesh. And we know according to Rabbi Yehuda, that only things that are out of order in the Kodesh, Kodashim, are me'akev. De'i Rabbi Yehuda, ha'amar ki kitiva uka bedvarim anasim bebegdela v'am nebifnimu dekhtiva. So it comes to Gebra and says, no, afilu tema Rabbi Yehuda. I can even say that this is going like Rabbi Yehuda, tzorech p'nim kibif kifnim dameh. Which is over here, the hafinah 
is considered, or actually the uh, the shechita, both actually are really considered sorech b'fnim. Again, there is a great subject over in interpreting the words of the Gemara here when it says sorech penim kifnim damim, which means like this. According to Hazon Ish, Hazon Ish holds according to the Bihuda that only two Kodesh Kodashim services are me'akev each other if they were done out of order. So according to Hazon Ish, he has to learn the Gemara when it says, Sorech Penim Kifnim, that both the Hafina of the Ketorah, which ends up inside, and the Shaita of the Par, which ends up inside, both are considered Kodesh Kodashim items. That's why according to Bihuda, it's me'akev. However, according to the Abne Nezid, he holds no. He holds that anything that's done in the Kodesh Kodashim itself has to be done in the right order, even if it was preempted by something outside, since it's affecting now the order of the Kodesh Kodashim. So according to him, the way you could learn the word Sorich Penim Kifnim, you only have to bring one of those two items in the Kodesh Kodashim. Namely, he says the blood, which means when the Shekita of the pot is done outside, which it is done outside, however, since it's for the purpose of bringing it inside to sprinkle the blood, it's considered Bifnim. So what ends up happening? He ended up doing Afinat Ketoret outside before a Kodesh Kodashim service. And therefore it is indeed going to be Me'akev. So those are, let's say, the two ways of learning this Gemara. Comes the Gemara and continues and says, Tinan, Imad Shelo Gamar Matanot If, let's say, he didn't finish the Havodah Bifnim. He's in the middle of sprinkling the bloods inside. Hamishnah. Nishpach Adam, and the blood spilled. So what do we say you have to do? Yavidam Acher. Let him bring new blood. V'yahzor. V'yahzor. V'yazeh. B'techilah. M'bifnim. And let him go again, and start the sprinkling again. M'bifnim. V'im ita, but if what you're saying is correct, yahzor v'yahfon mevayle. Hold it. He has to make hafina again. Let's go slow. If you're learning it, hafina is considered inside. Or I'm sorry. If you consider, I take it back. If you consider shechita, it's considered inside. The Gemara is really saying is like this. According to our Mishnah, if the person he brought the blood, the Kohen, brought the blood of the pot inside the Kodesh Kodashim. And before he finished sprinkling, the blood spilled. So what does the Mishnah say? He says, no problem. Let him make Shaita again. Let him go back into the Kodesh Kodashim and sprinkle. Hold it. According to this, comes out when he does the second Shaita, the Hafina of Ketoret that was done before it, is preempting it. And we just said that what? Shaita is considered Sorek Pinim. And therefore it's coming out that what? Your Avodah in the Kodesh Kodashim is out of order. You're putting something before it and it's Merakev. So comes again when answers, you're right. Biktoret lo kamairi. We're not discussing the Ketoret in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah discussion is only the Gabesh Shaitabiji. You're right. According to this, you'd have to do the the Shaitat Hapar, and then you'd have to bring the Ketoret, and then you'd have to sprinkle like that. She says on the top, Umihu, Badai Sarik Lakir Ketoret Aheret, Ahash Shaitat Parze. Amen, Amen.